Hey everyone, welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast with Josh and Janae. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be an amazing first episode. We are so excited to Mm -hmm. dive into who we are, why this podcast exists, and hopefully just get you excited for all the episodes that are to come. Yeah, we are so excited. So welcome to the show, whether you're listening or watching, whatever you're doing right now, we're glad you're joining us. We're going to start the same way. Yes. Going forward. And that is by drawing a question out of the dish. I don't know. Are we both answering one today? Let's just pick one and then we both answer it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Drum roll. Ooh, this is actually a good one because it kind of describes us. But uh, do you prefer to stay in or go out? Oh, Stay in. (laughs) Why, Janae? I am such a homebody. When we first got married, Janae could not understand why when I got home from work, I would keep my work clothes on. No. Yeah. She's like, why do you still have jeans on? Yes. You have hard pants on. Put soft pants on. (laughs) It was like, put on the sweats. It's time to be home, but yeah. yes, I love being home. But also, I think we cultivate our home. We'll probably get into that in future episodes. But we try to cultivate the environment of our right. home to be like a refuge and safe space, and not always clean, but somewhere that we enjoy to be. Yeah, we definitely. How about you, Josh? Yeah, we do love to be home together. Uh, I think I do at night. Like after a long day, I like to be home, but I also like to go experience things. Yeah. Um, from time to time, so I like to travel. When I have the opportunity. I like to strategically so. go out with you yes. on Thursday night. Day night. night. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's great. <laughs> Which sometimes is highly unlikely in and of itself. But yeah. we try. We do our best. Right. So. so that's how we'll start these episodes with guests or with each other. Just a fun little conversation starter and question. And hopefully you get to learn a bit more about us and even our guests along yeah. the way. And that's even the point of today. We want to introduce you to ourselves. Some of you know us. Some of you know us well. Others of you maybe don't know us. Um, and we want to introduce you in the future to some of our friends and mm-hmm. just people that have impacted our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, really coming back to the theme of like what's the highly unlikely thing that God has done in their life or the highly unlikely thing that some of them are leading or the highly unlikely impact that some of them are making in a lot of different places. So we're going to talk to friends and other pastors, business leaders, um, mm-hmm. just lots of different people. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really fun to just have these conversations. So Yeah. And even where did Highly Unlikely come from? Why did why are we calling it that? Yeah. Some people, maybe you know our story, but we lead a church in Bismarck, North Dakota called Evangel. Just a booming, thriving, fun, exciting church that's reaching a lot of people. And um, it's just a really great joy. And But it's also a journey anytime that you're in leadership and we were asked seven and a half years ago, well, we were asked about eight years ago to start leading this church. We had, I had been on staff already. We were engaged to be married and um, got married and then were asked to lead the church. And we were really young. Janine was 25. I was 28. I am three and a half years I think older. I was 24 when they were asked you? us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was like right mm-hmm. before your birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are four years apart. Some people don't know that. When we got engaged, I... And started dating seriously. I just had to make sure she was older than my little brother. That was I'm just like, so mature. <laughs> just so mature. <laughs> uh, so we, yeah, so we got asked to lead the church. We knew it was a huge step because the church was growing by like 200 people a year at the time. And we were really young and felt young in leadership and knew that it would require us to grow. Also, we'd been married three months. Let's just three note months. that. I think that was the biggest thing. 
Yes. And yep. we, yeah, we had to figure some stuff out in marriage. We're going to talk about that too, because mm-hmm. Janae and I are both, Janae is more verbal processor. I'm internal. And so, but we're equally probably as strong and stubborn in our own ways, which that drive has helped us and also has created stuff that we've had to work through mm-hmm. from time to time. And so anyways, I don't know where I'm at, but on this journey, uh, we got asked to lead the church and we said, give us some time to pray about it. And we had been scheduled already to go to New York to go to a conference. And it was at that conference that Christine Kane, maybe someday Chris will come on the podcast. We're just going to look forward to that. And uh, we can tell her the story, but she's preaching and we're sitting next to each other. And she said, God is calling. She told a story right from the Bible. Yeah, it was actually based on, I was just looking it up in 2 Kings 4, the story of the widow um, and Elisha with the oil yeah. and how God uses highly unlikely people in very highly unlikely places to do highly unlikely things. And I just love this podcast, the concept of that, but it's rooted in this word that we felt like she had for us where she said, God is calling some of you to be highly unlikely people mm-hmm. in highly unlikely places and doing highly unlikely things. And we thought, well, we're 25, 28 from North Dakota in North Dakota, which most people don't know where it is when we meet them from other places. And a highly unlikely thing would be a really healthy, thriving church, maybe in that context or reaching a percentage of their surroundings and community, whether, no, we didn't look at each other. We didn't even, it was after we had talked that in that same moment, we felt in our spirit, God just confirmed Yep, like this is what you're supposed to do. So I think that is just a really kind of first step of the theme Mm -hmm. of this podcast, which I would say the overarching theme is what we hope for you to get out of this podcast is not just about leadership or church life or things like that. There will be some aspects of it because it's who we are, but Mm -hmm. really living a life for Christ is a highly unlikely life compared to culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That whole situation is just so highly unlikely in itself because True. we didn't ask for the position. We weren't jockeying for the position in any yeah. way. We were in the middle of we were sitting in Madison Square Garden, you know, mm-hmm. in New York City. These North Dakota kids, <laughs> there's like more people within like a quarter mile than are contained in our whole state <laughs> at that so moment. True. I think. Uh, but That's very true. Yeah. And I think even in our minds, you think you know how life's going to go. We mm-hmm. had talked while we were dating or engaged. Yeah. Josh feels, you know, called one day to, you know, be a lead pastor, probably when he's 40. I think 32 was like the number in my mind. And I was like 28 at the time. I thought like at 32, I'm going to do something legit, you know? Yeah. So it's so interesting how God's plans are always far better and different than how we would plan. But our hope for anyone listening, man, is that from these episodes that you would glean and gain principles and hopefully even listening in on conversations that would grow you as a believer, period. Mm -hmm. As those who put their faith in Christ that say, I'm following the way of Christ. And if we do that, we will look like a very highly, we are highly unlikely Mm -hmm. to be chosen because we're broken vessels, broken humans. We're highly unlikely in the fact of we can't do any of it. It's highly unlikely to succeed in any way of serving Jesus without the Holy Spirit. And so to everyone around you in life, family, work, 
you will look like a highly unlikely person. It's very highly unlikely the things God will do through you. Signs and wonders, those are highly unlikely outside of Jesus. So that's kind of the summary of our heart behind this. Right. Right? Yeah. I think everybody's just on a journey. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of different people across a lot of different spectrums of life. And we don't all get there the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's ironic that we ended up in the middle of New York when God spoke to us about what he wanted to do in Bismarck, you know, and and just a lot of different people, wherever they're coming from right now, and a lot of different people navigating different things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's things that we want to talk about. I know that you're passionate about that are highly unlikely conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, that people just aren't having. These Mm -hmm. days, I know some of the episodes that people are going to hear are things that people don't want to talk about or things that people are going to feel like, oh, that's touchy or why bring that up? And I think we don't always get the space, you know, usually on a weekend, on a Sunday, I preach the same message three times, about 35 minutes and don't always get the space to just sit down and really process through something. I'm more like presenting something and then almost pleading with people like, now follow Mm -hmm. up with this on your own, you know, grow, choose to pursue it where this is a better space to just really sit down and say, let's actually like, let's get into it. Yeah, let's you dig know? in. Let's actually, let's actually talk about it. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is seeing just what comes out of that. I don't think we've designed every conversation to know this person is coming and here's where we're going to end up, no. you know. But just as you talk to people and you get to know them, you realize, man, we're all on a journey. Mm-hmm. And we're all in some way we've been impacted and mm-hmm. sent by God in a way that we never anticipated seven years ago mm-hmm. that we'd be sat here and the things that are happening around us, we would have never dreamed. I think we mm-hmm. thought we were going to ruin it, you know? Yeah. Which outside of Christ you do, we will mm-hmm. screw everything up mm-hmm. outside of him helping us. And in spite of our weakness, he moves. And if you're listening and you are someone who goes to church, like Josh said, the one who stands on the platform gets what? Yeah. 35 minutes in a a week to speak and Mm -hmm. hopefully be used by the Lord. And if you do it at church, the whole point is that you would take those 35 minutes and you would have conversations like this. Like we hope as you listen, it inspires you to have conversations like this with your spouse or your friends in your friend circle. And I'll keep saying those of you who are believers, because maybe you're listening and you don't and haven't put your faith in Christ. um, We're just going to be straight up about who we are and what we are for. And even saying this isn't about being highly unlikely because 10x your life. And if you just, you know, what is some of the words like self-help? And if you just discover your truth and no, that's not what you're going to hear. You're going to hear hopefully God's truth and how he's called us to be highly unlikely. But from those 35 minutes on a Sunday that hopefully you learn to sit down like this and, talk about it or go to scripture and mm-hmm. dig in a little farther. That's what's highly unlikely. It's very normal to go receive, walk away, not think about it, not talk about it, not ask the Lord, what do you want to do with this? Let's not just be normal. Let's be highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen for you? Why don't you tell everybody? I mean, yeah, we're talking about like starting in church ministry, but just like two years before mm-hmm. that, yeah, your life was... Yeah, so we're going to let you guys get to know us a little bit better. So even just about me, I'm Janae. Hello, nice to meet you. But I grew up around church, not the same denomination that we are in now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it looked different, but I understood the concept of God. Now looking back, I think I did the best with what I had, but 
seemed to be confusing and equated good deeds or not screwing up probably to heaven or to yeah having a relationship with God actually no I don't I never even understood what a relationship with God looked like but it wasn't until hitting pretty much very rock bottom in college I'd say in high school I was exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ that he had died for my sins and I was at a camp and I'd heard this and you know like prayed oh I keep hitting the mic I'm sorry Mitch <laughs> Mitch is Just our sound guy. Just a shout out here on our first <laughs> podcast to Mitch and Remy. Mitch and Camera Remy. Camera and sound that make all the magic happen. Behind the scenes. They're the best. They make everything happen. So sorry, I keep hitting that. I heard the gospel and then really I would say operated like a spiritual orphan, like went home, didn't really have anyone that was opening the Bible with me, explaining what I had heard, showing me, demonstrating that. And then in college, just really rebelled. And I would say now looking at it, man, I was trying to figure out who I was through the world, which is such a destructive Mm -hmm. thing. And turning to all these other aspects where you'll hear us say a lot, man, get in counseling. And I, if I would have had a good counselor in that season, even in college to process through past hurt or just, and hurt could be so many things. Could be that one girl in high school said that one thing and Mm -hmm. it has changed my trajectory for the wrong ways, rebelled, but hit rock bottom in college. And who knows, maybe I'll get to details in the future. But so the only place to turn was the Lord and through a really great church where I went to college, really gave my life to Jesus. And so I would say I accepted the gospel in high school, but I didn't have discipleship to know how to live it out. So that's where I say I lived as a spiritual orphan, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would make one exception to your story, which is, what is it, First Corinthians 4.15, right? That says you have many teachers, but not many fathers. Yes. And one person in your life chose to be a highly unlikely person Yeah. who stuck with you from like the beginning. That's very true. All the way through. You even lived in their house. That's very true. Right? And, and you watched her model. Yeah, that is a life. huge part. You're right. Yeah. Still into our, our lives to this day, live in the same town as her now. Mm-hmm. But she was the camp counselor at that camp. I heard the gospel and, yeah, invested in me, came to my volleyball games through like high school. Invested, yeah. yeah, and then as 18 year, years old, she allowed me to live with her and her husband. And, yeah, it was really, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is how you talk to each other all the time. Oh, like how you are at church is how you are at home. And just really saw this life of integrity and a really healthy marriage. And yeah, and she's still one of my dearest friends to this day. And now we're raising kids um, around each other. And yeah. And she had her own life going on, you know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't in her job to Mm -hmm. take care of you and be in relationship with you. And that's just where it's for anybody. That's so true. She was the highly unlikely one. Kendra, if you're listening, that's you. (laughs) Shout out. I think she knew with the like lived in her house bit. Right? I think she would know, but yeah. she's deserving of honor. Yeah. So yeah, and and I would say, but in college, that's when I chose to say, okay, I've read this Bible. I've I've looked at a church to say, does this church look like what I read in scripture? And then saying, okay, I'm gonna actually submit these areas of my life to Christ. And that was mm-hmm. the difference. I was mm-hmm. not submitting anything to him before it was, okay, get me out of hell, please. And I want to do what I want to do. You submit to the areas I want you submit to Lord. 
And so it flipped on its head and I submitted every area. So I've lived and walked just like anyone who's come to the Lord, both sides of the tracks. But this side is the most fulfilling, amazing side mm-hmm. and life that you could live. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's Glad a good it all question. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Kendra. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell them about you or do you feel like people know about you? I mean, I don't know if everybody knows, but my story is quite a bit different than yours. Mm-hmm. I was pretty goody two shoes my whole life. We were just joking about how I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Like, Josh is drinking tea right now. Yeah. And he literally said, it has to be in there for four minutes and then I need to take it out. Who knows the instructions for tea packets? Not me. I do. Uh, yeah, we were joking too. When I when I bake, which is rare, I have to follow the instructions like to a tea. To a tea. It's just, but I've always kind of been that way and part of it is my family of origin and just, mm-hmm. you know, what was going on in my family growing up, but I like to follow rules. So I didn't really like dabble outside of the lines much. And part of that was, I mean, I love my parents, but I was so scared to death of my dad and like disappointing him and the the fear of God that he put in us of, you know, and thankfully it preserved me from a lot too, mm-hmm. you know, but kind of came into a place where it probably wasn't really till college that I had good friendships that taught me like, oh, serving the Lord is not just about doing the right things because you know the truth. Like serving the Lord is about, doing the right things, like you said, out of honor for that mm-hmm. like relationship with God and what he's done in our lives and submitting to him more than like, hey, here's the things you do as a Christian. You yeah, know, check these the boxes. Do and don't and, list. Yeah. But I never wanted to be in ministry. All I remembered about ministry and like being a pastor was that my pastor of my church growing up, uh, I knew that he wasn't allowed to watch TV, <laughs> that his family could watch TV. And I was like, I never want to be a pastor ever. <laughs> I love TV. If I can't, well, we watch Saturday morning cartoons, you know. Right, like yeah, we, totally. And uh, so I never planned on doing ministry, but then I was in college and I did like a summer missions trip and then I got involved with a youth group and a college ministry and just started serving. And it was like I tasted something that I had never had before mm-hmm. that was so fulfilling and exciting and just, yeah, lit my passion. I always talk to people just today, I was talking to somebody about you know, really the goal of your life is like serve wherever you needed and take up your cross and follow Jesus. But if you also get the blessing of being able to be in a job or in a position where your talents and your passion cross mm-hmm. uh, and come together, then that's like, you're blessed, you know, yeah. and that's the lane that you should just fill and you're going to thrive in and found that with ministry. And mm-hmm. from there, God just opened doors, even ones like we said already that were highly unlikely that we didn't mm-hmm. anticipate yeah. ever opening, you know. Totally. So I feel like it can, it is very much, we feel like the theme of our lives, which is where we have this passion to talk about highly unlikely things because every aspect of where we are in life right now is not because we're like striving and pushing and proving ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's been like, okay, God, you provided this unlikely opportunity. Even the story of like the house we're in is like, so unlikely that the Lord would provide and give that to us. Right. Um, even the timing of it and in the middle of COVID days and things like that. But yeah, I would say something that we value is we don't push doors open. Nope. You know, like we don't force our way into conversations. We don't try to get to know the who's who of whatever. Don't position ourselves to. Right. And we don't really what? love that. You can hear it in the way we talk no, about it. No, we don't. It. We don't. <laughs> but we knock on a lot of doors. Yeah. 
you know, and just say, yeah, (laughs) but just saying like, I wonder if there's an opportunity here, you Mm -hmm. know, and sometimes we can be so timid that we don't do that. We miss opportunities. So I think it's okay to like knock on the door and say, oh, maybe I'm going to try. Man, when I was little, I thought I was going to be a missionary to Africa, you know, and I just, that never worked out. Well, go on a short-term reach trip or missions trip and, Mm -hmm. you know, and knock on the door. And that's just a ministry approach, but like dabble in something, you know, Mm -hmm. and and like if it's in that right spot for you, then the doors are going to open and you're Mm going to find success in it because you've been built to do it, you know. I feel like I've had to grapple with that, even my degree and what I went to school for six grueling years for in yeah, college. Yeah, she's a doctor of physical therapy. Yeah, if you it was didn't physical know. therapy, and we graduate. I was going to be a traveling PT because you make bank, and I was going to pay off that student <laughs> debt. And then I met Josh on clinicals and got married two weeks after graduation. So I'll never forget. I was the grounded day. in Bismarck. I'll never forget when we like looked up salaries for physical therapists oh, across golly. the country yeah. and not, you know, not talking down about North Dakota, but we're like, oh, we literally live in like one of the places where the salaries <laughs> are the lowest. It's not the most motivating aspect of that career. To pay off this college debt, but yeah. we made it. That's another part of our highly unlikely journey. Yeah, we're going to talk about highly unlikely finances because, yeah, we had a becoming debt for you is a huge part of our story. We had and six figure yeah. student loans when mm-hmm. we got married. Yep. And yeah, worked our little tushies off to pay that off. But even in that, I thought, yeah, am am I going to open a practice? Am I going to, I'm going to be a working mom. And I think the theme of being highly unlikely is just um, trying to listen to what the Holy Spirit, what the Lord is telling us and to be obedient in that because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Our dreams and desires and what we may think our flesh can get in the way Mm -hmm. of what the Spirit is trying to do. And so, yeah, I was going to be a bomb working mom. Like, and then um, God called me to, after we had our first kid, felt like he really impressed on my heart to stay home full time for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm part-time stay at home and part-time working, which is a great balance for our family. But I never thought that I would do that, honestly. Isn't it, isn't it funny how God sometimes allows something to come past in your life that you thought was going to be packaged differently? Yes. You know, you thought it was going to look a certain, I think about even like talking I know this was another friend of yours. You guys had a dream to like do a coffee shop in a house. Yes. And we talked about that too for a yeah. while. And now it's like we call our church a house. Like we say in this house, we want this to happen. And there's a coffee shop in it. And I'm like, I don't but know. But the name of the coffee shop is, is Joy, Joy House. house. <laughs> and so it's like God delivers. It's just not if you're looking for God to deliver specifically this way. It all has the to details. look. Yeah. Yep. Like when people write out their lists of like, here's all the things I need in a spouse. I'm mm-hmm. like, that might work for you or it might just cause you to write off a lot of people that are packaged yeah. a little differently than what you expected. Or you're hearing, like if it's your own thoughts, yes, we can't trust that. If you're hearing from the Lord, I think we have to hold what totally. we believe we hear from the Lord with open hands because sometimes we can get so like wrap our fists around it and clench yeah, to all those little maybe details or outliers. Well, I tell this story. Josh knows the story. He knows the person. It's very funny. Can I just say one thing before you do the story? Yes. I think sometimes we should wait to give God credit till after it actually comes to pass. Uh Because people claim a lot of stuff is like, I heard from the Lord, God told me to do this. Like, I see pastors leave churches. You should do this. Yeah. Thus saith the Lord. I like people make decisions that they know aren't going to settle well with other people, and they say God told me, and I'm like, you just chucked God under the bus for something you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like you made God your scapegoat. What if we did the thing, 
you know, we saw, oh, God really did move. And then we say, yeah, that was God, you know. Or I want to do this and God is, com- I feel God leading me. You know, I like, remember when I, I want to do this. When I left Dickinson, I legitimately said, before I came to Bismarck, I, I was a pastor in Dickinson and I said, I felt like God gave me a choice and I chose Bismarck. Mm-hmm. And just trying to own We've that, talked about you know? that so many times where either when we try to make a decision, uh, even bigger little things. And Josh is like, man, or maybe I've said, I don't know, man, I feel like we could choose either. And mm-hmm. neither is wrong or like, oh, I'm going to screw up God's will because I didn't choose. I don't know. What Listen, God's will were. is for you to be sanctified. God's mm-hmm. will is for you to become more like Jesus. Yeah. You know, there, there's broad strokes to like what God's will is. It's not always like, should I you know, get takeout from here or from there today. Like mm-hmm. God's, God's will is different than that at times. So even so. you saying that, how do we, but how do we operate in faith and boldness if we feel like God's called us to do things, not out of fear of, oh, well, yeah, what if this is just in my head or. I think, I think it's that open handedness yeah. of like, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe, but this might come to me in a different package than I think. And I think that's why doors have opened for us mm-hmm. because we've, we've said like, we're, we're going to pray and believe even when it doesn't look the way that we expected mm-hmm. or it doesn't come the way that we necessarily wanted, mm-hmm. um, we're still going to be open, you know? Yeah. And so, totally. yeah, pray specifically, like believe God for, you know, what you're believing him for, but also just remain open-handed with what the answer looks mm-hmm. like. And sorry, I don't have to say my story. It's kind of oh, cheesy. <laughs> did we move on? You can I tell I think it. it's, well, it's more about discerning what the Lord's saying. And I was single in oh, college yeah. and had hung out with like the first, like, I would say legit Christian guy hung around. I wouldn't even use the word dated. I don't even. Yeah, let's not use like, the word dated. No, like <laughs> hung out, went out deep, like we're hanging out one-on-one, which passes her an age. Got to call it what it is. But, yeah. and then he went to be a missionary in China for like a year. And I think it was just like, oh, he's, you know, good looking. He's nice. He loves Jesus. This just must work. This must be how it works. And so I was like seeking the Lord for just singleness and whatever in that area of my life. And I felt like he said, wait. And I was like, okay, wait for a China boy. Yeah, God, <laughs> let me let me fill in the blanks for you real quick. You're not being I totally clear. <laughs> inserted that. I mean, at the time, I really thought I was listening to Jesus. So I did. I was like waiting. But I attached this endpoint. In my being, whatever, 22, 23. Mm -hmm. And also, I think just like I've had to get to know you in marriage, and I I know your whistle, like you were whistling Mm -hmm. down the hallway. Uh, We both work at the church together, so like you were whistling down some hallway, and I thought, oh, that's Josh. And then it was you, and I was like, oh, I know his whistle. But I wouldn't have known that when I first met you, or like I would probably be able to pick out even your shadow. Um, So... At that point, I would say I was still very much learning the Father's voice and learning how to discern what the Spirit is saying. And so if that's you, man, it takes practice. like, it, Or it just takes executing it mm-hmm. and then, yeah, holding it open-handed and saying, oh, man, okay, yeah, this was, this was in alignment. This is maybe off, but that's my funny story about trying to hear from the Lord and be obedient. And then, yeah, I don't know how many months later— Probably that summer, then I met you. Yeah. And the day it's not after, like a, the day after you caught a bouquet at somebody's wedding. Yeah. And that's a whole nother story that 
Some would claim I rift, ripped it out of a 11 year old's <laughs> hands. There's actually photo proof, but <laughs> I gave it back to her. <laughs> that's more than a claim, babe. That's <laughs> as a fact. Okay, but I would just say I thought it was another adult. So the claim is that I, I intentionally ripped it out of an 11 year old's hand, but I did not. I thought it was another adult that I was ripping it Which, out of their hands. That must be why you swooned so hard when you met me the next day. Yeah. Not at all. No. It, we always tell people it was not love at first sight. Okay, <laughs> let's just clarify. When Josh and I got together, I actually still thought he was dating someone else. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know him at all and he's the pastor. So I just thought he was going to help me get into a, a Bible study or something. That's actually what I thought the meeting was for. And then, no, it was not. I did the typical Christian guy safe bet thing, which was you want to get coffee. It's like how <gasps> Let's Christian do a, an guys. an episode on highly unlikely pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than the safe <laughs> bet of like, if I get coffee it's, and it works out, I can say it was the first date. But if it doesn't work out, I can say it was just coffee. <laughs> so true. That wasn't my intention, but I think that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, so no, Christian I didn't even you, know what the intentions were on the first time we hung out. No, Janae did not know what the intentions were until we walked out of like our second or third time together. And right? Yes. And and then she stopped me and she said. I would say it was like a solid week and a half or two weeks of hanging like, out. Like it was definitely a thing. And I should have clarified like, hey, here's yeah. what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. And I didn't. I just kept getting together. And finally she goes, uh, Josh, I need to know where this is going. Yeah, do we want to talk about. Where this is going. And And I think with a crack in my voice, I said, you want to talk about that now? (laughs) Yes, I do. Let's sit on this curb. And now we have an engagement photo from the day we got engaged with us sitting on the curb at Starbucks because that important conversation happened So that's something to know about me. I am a straight shooter. It's true. But I was going to say, you said I was swooned by you. I was like, I was not being swooned by nobody. No. (laughs) She's kind of unswoonable. Yeah. But I think in resolve of... Like, I know I'm content and I don't need to be swooned, be pursued. So that's yes. that could be a whole nother conversation. Maybe it will be. Have yeah. some guests for that. Yeah, highly unlikely, but here we are. Yeah. We did long distance. That's highly unlikely. Got to work through some great communication things while doing that. Mm-hmm. So. We've solved them all. Yeah, we're perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being <laughs> Not sarcastic. Even close. I'll stop. It's okay. But, yeah. So what else do we want to talk to him about? I think maybe this is a good point to just say, hey, here's some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about Yeah, coming up. Um, a lot of just topics that we feel like God has led us through. Mm-hmm. In, you're talking about God's voice, and I think that's such an important topic. I actually remember the first time that I felt like God really spoke to me when I was mm-hmm. like really trying to pursue him in college and I was a barista, barista or barista? Depends on you can, how you want to say it. We should send out a poll. Uh, barista at a coffee shop. I was like working the 6 to 10 a.m. shift, interning mm-hmm. at the church, trying to figure out if ministry was the calling or not. And and that day I must have closed for some reason. And I was like counting out the cash register. And I picked up this thing full of nickels. And I felt like in my heart, not in my heart, I just felt like in my head. <laughs> I was like, there's going to be $2 here, you know? Exactly $2, which sounds, it sounds weird and quacky, okay? But I counted them out and there was $2. And I just felt like in my spirit, like that place where God speaks to you, that people yeah. say, well, what did it feel like? What did it sound like? And you're like, I can't, can't like, describe, describe it. it. It's just like yeah. I knew in my heart, like I just felt God say, like, I'm going to start teaching you how to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and yeah. And just those moments that matter so mm-hmm. much for people and all the things we're talking about. Cause we're talking about the moment where God called us to lead a church yeah. and like highly unlikely people and highly unlikely but places. But what if it's a, what if it's, oh, you're supposed to ask that cash register this specific question yeah. about their mom or, you know, cause mm-hmm. you can write that off. Oh, that's just me. Yeah. And I think it starts with the little things at, in your home. Mm-hmm. And you work. Why are you smiling like I'm that? I'm laughing because I'm. I was gonna make a dumb joke, but which I always do, and I'm trying not to do. But you said like if you see a cash register and you're gonna talk. Did to I say a cash register? You know, which I think you were talking about cashier. the cashier. <laughs> if you want to minister to an inanimate object, <laughs> you practice on that inanimate object. That's totally okay. Funny. That's a funny joke because I did thought I said I thought I said cashier. <laughs> This is the other little bit of what you're going to get is yes. we're parents of three young children. and I'm very tired. And our, our lives are full. And so sometimes the yeah, words just don't weekend, work. Yeah, this past weekend they were full of puke. Sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if any of you have a fear of it. That's how our last weekend was. So you're getting us it is. on. It is. Um, yeah. But we persevere and we have fun. I say say those jokes because that was kind of funny. Also, if I... Say something like that. Please just think, what would have been the logical thing to <laughs> what say? Did Janae and mean that's to what say. Janae thought she said. Uh, happens actually, sadly, quite frequently. You know, the other thing we should take a poll on that I'm passionate about is how many other parents out there would rather clean up their kids' vomit oh than my gosh. their nose. Don't worry, we're going to do a parenting series. <laughs> because I would clean up vomit 125 times for every one time that I have to wipe a boogie yeah, off of something. Yeah, and that's that is backwards for yeah, me. Irrational not thinking. The same, in my mind. Anyways, we're digressing. Sorry, so. we're talking about very serious spiritual things about hearing God's voice. Yes, and found our way to boogers and puke. So that's that basically is prob- how it's going to go. It is. Yeah, and I hope that. When you listen, you just feel like you're sitting in on a conversation and that mm-hmm. you're really, yeah, just having a cup of four minutes steep, steep tea with us and get to glean from it and grow from it. I think about hearing God's voice. One thing that I remember in college I was living with, that person we talked about that let me live with her and her husband, her family kind of adopted me too, and her parents let me live in their basement when we were dating, actually. Still to this day, they invite you to birthday parties, and it's all their family and, and me you. And us. Well, yeah, and our us. family. Yeah, it's so special when you open your home and family to people. Like, that's mm-hmm. a highly unlikely, highly unlikely thing, too. But I was in that basement, and I'll never forget hearing about this couple that was in a car accident that you had talked about. And felt like I was supposed to send them this certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd never met them, but they were going to be my pastors when I went back to my campus ministry when I was done with my summer job. And so sent it to them, just said, felt like I was supposed to send this to you. And they, the day they got it in the mail, they had just sent, they had felt led to give their washer and dryer away to this couple or family and they could have sold it for this certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then literally they said they watched the wash and dryer get pulled away from their house. And then they walked over to get the mail and they opened the mail and there was the check for me with the exact amount of what they were hoping to sell their washer and dryer for. And so I think, man, it is such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. When if every single believer 
operated in hearing God's voice. Like I think of that scenario to work out in that way. They had to have heard from God that they were supposed to give their washer and dryer away. Mm -hmm. And I had to hear from the Lord at the right time of when to send it. And then the funny thing is now they're on staff with us and they were friends with Josh for a very long time. So it's just a fun story. But I think when I hear those stories, man, I'm encouraged um, from others of, oh my goodness, like, yeah, I want to be, it's not about us. It's that gives God so much glory. Well, I think it reminds me of when the Bible says that God orchestrates things together for our good. Yeah. Right. Like that word orchestrate orchestra is many different parts, many different sounds, many different things mm-hmm. all coming together That's and so working true. together for the good. And how you hear stories like that, like God spoke to this person or he led them to do something yep. where they heard another person saying what they were supposed to say mm-hmm. and it bring, and that's like, I think that's where we can find hope a lot of times is like, no, God is orchestrating this all. And so I know that if I just carry on, if I just walk in obedience, that at some point I'm going to see the goodness of God is going to come through. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to see him work it out. I'm going to see his Mm -hmm. hand in it, even if it's difficult. I was talking to a friend who lost a toddler or Mm -hmm. uh, like an infant. And I said, man, how did you make it through? And he said, the minute we pulled up to the ER, the car next to us pulled in right next to us and was the pastor from my church. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and he said, I just knew in my heart everything was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Even though everything was not okay. Yes. Yeah. And just those moments of like, no, God is orchestrating something. And that, to me, that's what Highland Likely is really all about. That, I mean, the the phrase and like the saying highly unlikely is fun and mm-hmm. it's exciting to talk about, but it's not unlikely at all. No, it's it in should the plan be of God. the normal thing for believers. Yeah, like, God has orchestrated yes. it together for our good. So it's like, it is unlikely for us when we get to participate. For the, the world to watch it, it yeah. is so unlikely. Yeah. And more and more and more as time goes on, Believers are going to be very, very evident Mm -hmm. in the workplace, in everything. I can't, like how we spend our money, like everything, the closer we get to Jesus returning for Mm -hmm. his people. And I think that is the goal. And my goal, you'll hear in my tone, even is going to be like, you can do it. Like you can live this life for Jesus. And yeah, we call it highly unlikely because that is what it's going to that is what it's going to look to the world and the people mm-hmm. around you. But yeah, to us, even where we say supernatural, really, that is the natural for the Lord right, right. and how, who he is and how he operates. Yeah. For sure. It's good stuff. So, man, I feel like even us talking, we I keep thinking, oh, let's do an episode on that. Oh, let's do an episode on that. You'll write all these down. Yeah. What about highly unlikely grieving? Like mm-hmm. highly unlikely grief and when things are hard because... There can be so many false theologies we can Mm -hmm. think up through the world or, you know, if I serve Jesus, nothing bad should happen to me. Or, you know, we have a lot to say about that. Yeah. And the Bible says about that. But really our lives, the whole purpose of them is to give glory to the Lord. It's not about our happiness. It's about our sanctification. Yeah. And if we can just understand that, I think we can really operate in this highly unlikely lane of life. Yeah. So we were going to give a little preview of what we're going to talk about. So we talked, you said, like hearing God's voice. Mm-hmm. Finances, parenting, Finances. marriage. Family values, really. Yes. Overall. 
Mm-hmm. Parenting, we're gonna, marriage. For those of you that are church leaders, we're going to hit one or two of those. Yes. For you as well. And I think we're going to do it every once in a while, like a Q&A mm-hmm. with us. We would we want to hear an answer and talk about what you want to talk about or listen to yep. and make it relevant for your context or even what you're wondering. So we will find a way to get Q&A, get mm-hmm. questions. And yeah, we have some fun conversations. Um, the people that we bring on to as guests onto the podcast are going to be people that we know and we love. And like Josh said, we can't cover everything in a weekend. And so the conversations that we're having, like Josh said, some may either make you feel uncomfortable, not that that's our goal, but it may challenge a way of thinking or how a believer is to operate in a specific area or how we're called to love radically like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, like if you hear something or you hear a conversation, you're like, ugh, I don't know what I think about that. Or maybe it yeah. rubs you some way. I would just say, take it to the Lord and say, God, can you show me why? Yeah. Can you can you show me why maybe this makes me uncomfortable? Or I'm not saying that's everyone. I I just would want to preface it because I feel like every time God has stretched and grown us outside of our comfort zone, which I would say living a highly unlikely life is just living outside your comfort zone. Yep. Just dying to comfort and dying to your flesh and yourself. Do you know what is not highly unlikely? What? When you just take the generic talking point or just agree with whatever true. everybody around <laughs> you says yeah. is right. Like highly unlikely is when you lean in sometimes away from those voices and into what the Holy Spirit is speaking mm-hmm. or like away from what's comfortable for you and into what's uncomfortable for others mm. and like really having empathy for what other people are walking through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think being just God honest, mm-hmm. you know, like just honest about what's yeah. going on in your own life. Right. A lot of judgment comes out of people's just own dishonesty and deception with themselves where they're yeah. not really willing to look at themselves. And so they portray a false picture. And I think if we're all willing to just say, hey, we'll just, you know, we're going to lay aside all those things mm-hmm. and just come before the Lord and before these conversations with open hands, then we can Teachable all, hearts. you don't got to agree with everything. No. We can all receive something. Yeah. I don't have to agree with you to learn from you. Mm-hmm. Man, that could be a whole episode on it. But I think anybody who's successful in business would tell you that you should be able to learn something from everyone. Yes. Why don't you take us out, Janae? I'm excited. I I am too. It's going to be great. It is. And I just get to sit and talk with you, which is like my favorite thing ever. Uh Because we actually are best friends, which is really fun. And I just think it's going to be a blast. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited just to hear from guests, from you, mm-hmm. and just see what the Lord is going to do. So that is a wrap on our first episode. Yes. What else do you want me to say? I think there's just more to come, and it's going to be great. And I would just push the compliment back to you because I think a lot of people have seen you or you've been my wife, and I definitely recognize— He made air quotes with that. Sorry, so yeah. You-, <laughs> you know, it's like I just know that there's— that Janae has a special way of saying things and insight into a practicality of things going on in the world and and issues people are facing, just a a cut straight to the chase. 
kind of uh, style that I think for a lot of you that are listening is really going to resonate and it's going to give you answers. I was just talking to a lady this weekend who referenced something you said in January Hmm. and she said, yeah, Janae just declared kind of this philosophy you guys have about, you know, not texting the opposite gender outside of your marriage or the opposite sex. And I thought, I thought, oh, that's never possible. And then she ended up like having a difficulty in her life because she had done that. She said, I wish I would have like heard that with an open heart and open hands, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just heard that differently. And I'm so grateful that Janae spoke to it now because it gave me a framework for how to move forward. And so I think you're just going to equip people. Mm. And I'm excited for people to get to hear that. They've heard me quite a bit, but I'm excited for them to get to hear you. So it's going to be great. You have really great stuff too. Thanks. I think we all know that. Anyways, we like each other, so that's a good thing. Okay, good let's cover point. the, you know, the, the things we always have to say. Okay, here's what we need you to do. This is episode number one. So if you've not subscribed, yes. if you've not liked this, then please uh, go do that on whatever channel you're listening to so that you'll automatically get the next episode. The- yeah, share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. If this specific episode encouraged you in any way, share it with someone if you think it'll encourage them. But yeah, on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube if you'd rather see us. But we're looking at each other, so yeah. you can watch us look at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, and we're excited to talk with you about it in the days ahead. Yeah, so until next episode, we'll see ya.